Big Talk Nation. Welcome back to another episode of the Big Talk Podcast with Chris and Greg. This is Chris. This is Greg. And this is, as Greg wants me to say, Extreme. Dude, that was just the first album, dude. Oh, you sorry. To, you don't have to say Extreme on this one. This is cool. This is a little more softer, man. Hi. Hi, Hi guys. Hi, guys. This is Extreme. This is Extreme. <laughs> extreme 2 Pornography. <laughs> extreme 2 Pornography. That's what I said. Pornography. Greg's got a little something on his mind. Hey, guys. This is... Uh, uh, their second album, Porno Graffiti, Extreme 2, Porno Graffiti. It's actually, if you want to get the title right. And man, they definitely tweaked their sound a little bit on this one. A little more funk. A little more, yes. little sump sump on it. Production raised it up a level. They just throw a little money at it. They did pretty good on their first album. Um, I feel like a lot more harmonies, vocal harmonies. I feel like it's just... Um, this is going to be weird for me to say. I think they really stepped it up, but I don't think it's as raw as the first one. So it's a little give and take. It's slicker. So you know what I mean? What I'm trying to say, it's like, it's a better album, but in some ways it's not a better album. I like some parts of the first one. I love a lot of parts of the second one. It's almost like it's different. It's just so different than the first one. And I feel like you're just going to argue with me right now. No, I was going to say, because you always tell me this, I agree with everything you said. Now, from the ups and downs and stuff like that, yes, Chris, I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you, man. It is definitely different. Uh, Steps up, steps down, uh, trying new things, seeing if they work. Uh, Same thing, Gary's as a vocalist. They try something different. And they do not always work on this album, which Correct. I think we will both say on this Correct. one. Correct. So I'm going to agree with you on the ups and downs, the money throwing. Now, the al- the first album, and we just did our last episode, it didn't really, because uh, we it didn't even go gold. Why in the hell is the record company making more money, throwing more money at the band for production or something like that? Or maybe they just believed in them. Three, well, 300,000 copies isn't anything to sneeze at. But if you're not making the gold, you can't say well, gold. Here's the thing. Platinum. Here, let, let's Double al- platinum. But, let, but let's also say this. What was the huge single on the first album? There wasn't one. So 300,000 300, for... Sorry, Nuno just gets me every time. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm with you, I'm with you, I'm with you. Every time right here. Um, there was no huge single. No. There was no, like, here's Extreme. <laughs> Let's go, you know? Um, hold on a second. What just happened there? Music just kind of... Does your phone charge? Hold on a second. Hold down. I think that our internet just went out here. Oh, yeah. Hold on. It's coming back up. We are definitely going to um, keep it right where we were at. Figure it out. Blibbity blue, blibbity blue. Technical difficulties. <laughs> we may leave this in. We may edit it out. I don't know. Here we go. Oh, we're back up. So I see we're back up. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, wait. I just. Okay. We just had some te- technical difficulties right there. Our whole internet just went down. Hold on a second. Did you pay the bill? Yeah, we paid the bill. All right. We got to make sure everything. This is what happens. The state of the art. <laughs> big talk <laughs> studio state of the art big talk studio is rearing its ugly head at us okay let's go guys we, it, sometimes shit happens right <laughs> let's see if we can get this going again i don't know hey tech support is the uh, internet down all right, guys, the internet's down. Uh, we're going to leave for a minute, and uh, we get it back up. We're going to uh, continue. You, me, you don't want me to hum it? No. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Good. Hey, Hold hey, on. Hey, Gary's going to hum it. 
the internet outage series. There's nothing but us. <laughs> that's it. That's all that's going on is what is the first five episodes? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the first, I mean, we're we're getting close on that, Greg. We're 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 coming up on you know. Well, at this point that this episode will be released, we've already done a hundred. Um, we've been doing this for a couple years. I mean, okay. How are you, how are you feeling about? It? I mean, how how. how are, this is a something that honestly, you guys, if you want to know more about Chris and Greg, this is an idea that actually, if you really want to go back and get the crux of it, Greg actually came to me and said, well, we had been friends forever, but let's, let's, let's do a podcast. We're talking the two thousands, right? Nobody was doing podcasts and, uh, it just, you know, I said it back. Yeah. Then? Greg was like, let's do, let's do a podcast on something. What? I don't know. Let's just do it. Um, and we just never did and lives change and there's a, you know, friends are friends and friends always come back, but there are times in friendships uh, that's where you kind of go like friends this. always come back. True, Say friends, it correctly. true friends always come back. Correct. And there are times where we have done this We've separated, and, yeah. it's, and it's, yeah. and it's expected in friendship. You can't always be as close as you want to be all the Correct. time. So it never happened. And then finally it just, everything was right. In 2021 aligned. in September, I think September 21st. Yeah, uh, you know the what? First it, one. You know what it was? I think we were, we were watching Wrestle SummerSlam. We were watching SummerSlam, and you know our usual stuff. Me and Chris come over. We barbecue. We have some beers and we laugh. And we forced our interns to watch the, the TV with us, and um, we kind of mentioned it. And then I think that's when, after we finished our beers and barbecue and all that good fun stuff, we kind of looked at each other and said, "Should we?" And I think the next day you started to, hey, I looked at, I, I'm starting to look at stuff yeah. on the internet, like Amazon or whatever you picked. And I'm going to start to look at stuff. And I found this. Oh, I found that. And then we, we were, the weeks we'd come by, we're like, hey, Raw's on or football, whatever we were doing. And we're like, hey, what about this? Hey, what about that? Hey, what about this? And I was, one day I was like, uh, I'm, you're serious? And you're like, yeah. And we're like, let's do it. And we kind of looked at each other in the eye and said, you're down? Yeah. I'm down? Yeah. And that's kind of how the birth of our And I remember the first started. day we ever recorded. Oh, yeah. The first day we ever recorded, I remember, did we or didn't we not? Didn't we, we went to the NoHo Diner that okay, first yeah, that, day that morning. we ate breakfast, and I believe we came back and recorded, and they were like, oh, man, that was, you know, of course our first time. It takes hours. Everything's set up. We're audio only, blah, blah. We did uh, greatest debut albums of all time, yeah. episode one. Yeah. Oh, let's go. Let's go get something to eat. We go to Bruce Brothers in Burbank, and we just started sitting there. We're just shooting the shit, throwing back a couple beers. God, that was good. We should do another episode. What do you even do it on? Well, it's episode two. Let's do an episode on greatest tag teams of all time. So we just came back and just basically winged. Those first two episodes are top of the head. Yeah, uh, we just did them off of the top I, of the head. I, can I tell you something? That me and you, when we said we're going to do a podcast and we're starting, we didn't really know we're going to talk for how long we're going to talk. Oh God. And we were like, <laughs> what are we going to say to each other? How long is it going to be? And I go like 10, 15, 20 minutes. And we're like, okay, uh, we're not giving each other a time limit, but let's just talk and see what happens. And I think the first time we recorded was a little over an hour or was yeah. it 45 minutes? It was over an hour. A little over an hour. And we finished up because we said what we wanted to say we had notes. We we did what we wanted to do, and we looked at each other and says, "Damn it, we just talked for an hour." Mm -hmm. And I go, "I didn't think we were going to talk that long. I thought maybe 10, 15, 20 minutes the yeah. most." Yep. And we were surprised that we could do it. And from that point on, we knew that our chit chat, our banner, the way we talked to each other, was exactly what we wanted to do with each other. We we had no doubt we could do a show that we wanted, and that was that was my first reaction feelings from that first episode. Um, and if you don't know, and I'll say this right now, Chris, you got a beer on you? Yeah. Cheers to our 100. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all the hard work you put in to our show um, and everything you do from our technical stuff to buying this and that to to having our interns to everything. It, it, it Believe me, this is one of those deep down um, heartfelt things that I – Always wanted to do, but never could do it because my my goal when I was a kid, a teenager, was I wanted to be a radio DJ or I wanted to be a radio programmer. 
this is not like it, but it's kind of like it. Mm-hmm. We play music, we talk, we we you know we play songs we want to play because there's sometimes we have certain titles. So thank you for making a dreamish a dream that I had or the dream. <laughs> Always come uh, come out through with it. So I really yeah. appreciate this, and I and I believe me if you don't know Chris, I I absolutely love the the hard work you and your family put into our hour long show that we were started at the beginning, or now we're doing you know thirty minute episodes, whatever we do. I love it, and I thank you very much, dude. There's no like I said, there's no yeah, you know, bigger thing that I want to say, but to you, thank you for for being a great co host and and letting me bullshit with you and shit like that, man. I I love you and. I can't thank you enough for letting 100 episodes pass by and we bullshit, we talk, we yell at each other, we cuss, we swear, we drink beer, we eat, whatever the hell we do, every everything we've done. So thank you. I yeah. I, I can't thank you enough. And let's do another 100 or let's do 50 or whatever we end up doing, man. Or if we have side things we want to do, explore it and let's always come back to the mothership, which is this. So thank Absolutely. you. I, I'm going to say that a thousand times, dude. Thank you. I love you too, Cheers. man. Love doing oh, this. Oh, yeah, show. I didn't say that. I love you. You did. <laughs> you, for the 50th time. <laughs> no, really, man. Thank you. Um, all right, man. I think uh, everything's back up. I think the internet's back up working. Let's see if we can get this uh, back up. Hold on a second. Let's go. I think that's about where we were at here. Sounds good, man. <laughs> In case you guys. Are just tuning in. Our internet went out. We went on a little side rant. A good one. We may cut that out, just make it a little side episode, which we're probably going to do. And uh, we're right back at it. Extreme 2, Porno Graffiti, Decadent Dance, Track 1. Love track it. Track 1 is great. It starts off great. It, starts, it gives a different They took what they did on that first album and, like we said, juiced it up a little bit, and I'm loving it. I'm loving this. I they like it. They juiced it up, I, and, and I think I've made this apparent uh, through our uh, our time together doing this podcast. I'm not a huge fan of the horns, but if they've ever worked on an album or with a band, this is probably the band. It actually, you know, with a little bit of the funk element into uh-huh. it, um, and I don't know if it's the bass and the guitar that kind of give it that little funk on the back. Everything kind of works. And yes. so I don't hate it. I just not used to it maybe yes but man it's great dude i grew up and decadent dance it's about like you know trying to keep up with the jones it's about trying to be decadent it's about trying to be the best trying to be the top best in your neighborhood the best of everything uh that's what the song's about um you ready to go the next one sure hold up yeah sorry solo shut up solo nuno's killing it right now right he had to come out of the box we gotta do a little almost seven minute song to show you that yeah we're all here we're still we're still cooking we're still yeah. cooking all right let's go to the next song Lil Jack Honey <laughs> every time I see the title of this song I'm like what a stupid fucking title for a song. You know that little kid on the, the album cover is Little Jack Horn? Yeah, it and is. you know what? I'll just say this. The album cover is kind of made up of a little bits and pieces of the album. Yeah. Of the album. Like, whatever it is, get the funk out, money, there's money on the floor, or, you know, the pornography, there's kind of like graffiti, and then there's like signs of pornography of, you know, girls, 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 or whatever, shit like that. So they took a lot of the songs, or whoever they took that artist, and did it. And you're right about the horns. There's there's horns again. So they wanted to add a, hey, we can rock, but we can also add a dance funk element that we love into this. And that's what they did. I don't think they needed the horns. That's the thing. It's a- I, I, I'm going to agree with you, but, you know, Chris, we're not producers. We don't, we're not music producers we that want to make. We need to venture into the production for Ray. Ha, <laughs> ha. We're going to start producing. Any music ass that wants us to produce, we'll produce you, baby. Oh, my God. Imagine the, the combination of Greg and Chris producing. Million dollar platinum. Double platinum. Double platinum auto. It'd be like if you had Bob Rock. And, and Bruce like, Fairbane and or what? Bruce Fairbane. 
and Tom Warner all together producing Ooh. for you is basically Big Talk. Big Talk. Music Productions, baby. Let's go. Big Talk Music. Little Jack Horny, you're right, dude. It's just about, it's almost like that as you grow up, it's that, I'm not saying little kid, but like that teenage little Jack Horny that's inside of everybody that's like everything is like associated to sex. Yeah. You know, my little tallywhacker. You know, I see a girl in a bikini. Um, I see a picture in a magazine. Yeah. Good housekeeping. The Sears catalog. Whatever fucking demographic or when you grew up in the U.S., there's something that you can always harken back to when you were younger and little Jack Horny that made you little Jack Horny. And that's what this song is about. Yeah. Mama said. Uh, the, the harmonies are still there. Oh, yeah. the music is still there. I, I'm not saying anything bad about that. I feel it. It's just the the core elements of extreme, the band extreme, yes. never leave. Never leave. The amazing vocals yeah. of Gary Sharon by himself and them together as a group. You can hear it behind me right now. Nuno Betancourt's fucking amazing and fucking world dominating guitar playing right now and uh, uh, the backbeat with uh, I'm sorry Paul and uh, Tom Paul and Tom Gary uh, Paul and Gary Paul, and- Paul Gary and uh, uh, Pat Paul Gary and Pat yeah yeah listen to that guitar work dude there and of course Pat has a big t- big part of that vocals those vocal harmonies as, as playing bass you know you see him a lot in the videos and the live performances if you guys ever go see these guys they're great, dude. They're great. Listen to that, dude. It's got a crunch. Want to bring me to the next song? Yeah, but I'll bring you wherever you want to go. I remember it well. I was just about now, I don't love this part because it kind of reminds me of a bad version of rock and rap, which probably comes out towards the end of the 90s. Or, okay. You know? It, now, just, it just doesn't... Do you remember when we did our episode on Kiss? Yes. And we I think it was a Revenge album, and we were talking oh, about yeah. how there's a little bit of this going on, like the, on like the, the songs, rapping. Yeah. And we were trying to say like how Gene, you know, he had his ear to the street. He's from New York. He's a smarter guy, smarter than Paul as far as that kind of stuff is concerned. And I don't know if they were really trying to rap, and I'm not a big fan of it of in this song. And I, not because it's rap. I just think it's okay with the song. But this song is fucking killer. I love this song. Okay. I love the kind of story it tells about how I don't know what I want to be. Dad, keep pressure, uh, quit pressuring me. You know what? I'm thinking I want to be president. And this is actually a socially conscious uh, song. There's a whole verse where he talks about the war in the Middle East. How I want to bring my troops home, and that's where I'm going to spend my money, and that's what I want to do. So, once again, we're getting another band that's sneaking in that social consciousness, not on the level of White Lion, who could basically do a whole side of an album talking about that shit. But, you know, Dawkins did it, you know, with uh, Will the Sunrise, um, and now they're doing it here with When I'm President a little bit. So, I love it. So, I, I think the songwriting, the lyrics. Now, Listen to that guitar. We always talk about uh, the debut album, how you have, I don't know, a good, say, 10 years to write your first album, and you have six months to write your second. We're just saying that these guys had six months to write this album, and they went from, Mama, I don't want to go to school today. I'm a teacher's pet. You know, rockabye baby. Kind of childish stuff to, hey, when I'm president, little Jack Horney. And all this other stuff. So I think the it's still a little tongue in cheek, but it's a lot. It's a lot different. They kind of pulled yeah, it out you know, a little bit and, differently. And and and, and, and I, I got you know I want to add just interject a little thing. You know you and you've brought this up before, and I agree with you. You do. You have a whole lifetime to write these Your other songs, album. and it's not like you're writing them since you're three, but. All those things you're writing about are from your life up to that mm-hmm. point. And normally, after you've done that, the next album is from that point on. Yes. Um, 
But I think sometimes when people write their first album, they become so married to these musical ideas. Like, no, I've written this song and I wrote it when I was 12. It has to be on this album. I wrote this and I've been working on it for 10 years. It has to be on this album, even though it's not the best thing you've ever written. And I think that when you get past that first album, you you really are like, okay, we just wrote 20 songs. These are actually the best ones. And that's why a lot of times those second albums, like this one, it's got a lot more to offer. It's a yes. lot more diverse. Yes. And they're, they're totally different albums. Yeah. They're totally different they albums. They are. They are. Same band. You can tell it's the same band. Totally different. Uh, and equally as good. Yeah. You can go like this with both. I, I, I thought, you know, it, so you kind of got to take it with a little grain of salt when you're talking about that kind of stuff. Because there's some bands that make the shitty first and great second, and there's some bands that can't write a second album. And we know that. They're like, oh, shit. What do I write about now? Yeah. That kind of stuff. Not gonna do it. <laughs> right. Yeah, they finish it up right here. Dude, listen to Nuno just like, let me just throw this on the end right here. That crunch is just simple. And that just makes you, you know, we're, we feel, let's go. I'm just going to skip over this last part. Let's go. Damn. This is song. Now you're getting me, dude. I'm all funked out. I'm all dancing and loose. I love this. I love this song. Well, have we ever talked I, about our dance off we had one day at, at a holiday party once? We never brought that up. <laughs> never brought your that moves up. right there reminded me of your your dance off moves. <laughs> Did that lose to you? I lost your white boy? I don't know. I think we just ended up grinding on each other. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> funk is I mean they they say get the funk out but we know the word what they want to say is fuck but still the music when you put the funk in there makes it danceable yeah a little fun harmonies are still there and I definitely an ear song once you get into it once you don't like what you see here get the funk out that keeps in my ear, like my earworm, and keeps me going, keeps me going, keeps me going. Love it. I I really have nothing bad to say about this song, but I love it. It's a great single. It's a great uh, um, let the band shine a certain way, and I, this is how I take it. Uh, See, not bad for a Mississippi white boy. How I I can dance it up or funky it up. Yeah. Um uh, once again, really heavy on the horns. So you can, I've already explained about what I think about that, but it works for this band. Um, yes, they want to say, get the fuck out. This is kind of like, if you don't like what's going on here, this is what we're, we're doing. This is what I'm doing. This is the way I'm going to live my life. This is the way the band's going to perform. This is the way that what we're going to do. It's all of those things. And the lyrics, you can go read them. That's what it all encompasses. If you don't like it, you don't have to listen. You can go. Um, and so all of those things, I agree with you 100%. I don't know what it is. And it is an ear, it is a, what do you call it? A earworm or an earworm song. You will hear the song and it'll be in your head all day. Yeah. I just, I, I don't know. I'm just, here's the songs on this album. It's here. It's not up there for me. I don't know why. Oh, it's okay. All right, all right. I'm the opposite. It's, it's up there for me. Now, there's a lot of songs we'll talk about on, on the way down, which I do love, but it is towards the top of my list. Here we go. Right? Still funk. But that's Nuno. Nuno has that style where I'm glad he just doesn't play the rock. And he played a lot of rock on that first debut yeah, album. I mean, we, we, he we, is really spanning his wings. We talked about it on the episode before. And I'll say it again because I think it deserves to be said. This is how eclectic, eclectic of a musician he is. He is the touring guitarist for Rihanna. That's an artist that when I'm talking to the young kids, you know, my daughters... Letting them know who this guy is or anybody else, they can equate it to their friend. They can, like, hey, da, 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 XYZ. That's a, what kind of an artist he is. He can play funk. He can play RB. He can play metal. He can play rock. He can play anything. He's Nuno Betancourt. Guitar God, for Christ's sake. It's like, Jesus, like, God took like a chunk out and said, Guitar. <laughs> Boom. 
And that's Nuno Betancourt. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, he at least cut his hair and said, oh, there's Nuno Betancourt. Uh, that one, yeah, maybe. the chunk is a little different for Take me. Take a little chunk out. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I'd rather cut my hair a little bit. Oh, there's Nuno Betancourt. <laughs> maybe. I got, I got some of the back. That's Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> but like this, took some hair out, put it on the finger. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> Nuno. Yeah, dude. I, um, it's just a notch. I. It's kind of hard because you don't want to talk too bad or too highly. This isn't my favorite song, but it's still a really good song. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Greg is just too much horns for me. We'll but, just let it ride but out here. You know, that's kind of like that's an part earth, of the, what the song's about. The but funk that's song. An, that's an Earth, Wind, and Fire. It's a funk thing. They're funky like that, or uh, a Parliament. You know, it's just a little funky, and that's what I think they got from it, man. See, and and boom. And you know what they bring out? The biggest Gary, song of their career. Well, yeah. Gary and Nuno. A guitar. Two vocals, one guitar. That's what you get off this. Why are you yelling at me, dude? Because it's a... This is the song that took him to the stratosphere. This is the song... <laughs> stratosphere. This is the song that made their name... Oh, yeah. ...to it. This is the song and video that made... I think it was was it Jack Black or somebody else made like a parody of it that just because you know it's just two guys it's a guy two guys a guitar let's talk let's talk about this for a second so Decadent Dance which was the lead off track on the album um, hit 45 in the US mainstream so between that and the previous album Kid Ego I think hit 39 on the US mainstream none's hitting Billboard yet nothing has hit Billboard um, get the funk out, which we just heard. Hit 34 on the U.S. mainstream, so that's six or seven singles. Nothing's hit Billboard. But isn't it top 40? Hold on, no, that's mainstream. That's a different countdown. That's okay. like mainstream All right. you got rock. Me. Okay, you got me. You got it's me. Mainstream Thank rock. Thank you for correcting me. Now we're releasing more than words. So now, like you said, we're going to the stratosphere. Number one, Billboard hit. More than words, right here, guys. And not even that. Okay, this album went, if I remember correctly, let me look, two times platinum, two million copies. Not only did this album sell two million copies, this single sold 500,000 copies as a single. That's how huge this is. I don't think we've done a show where a single was at least a gold single. At least that I haven't been looking at. Maybe I overlooked it. Like, oh my God, this album sold 20 million copies. I'm not even going to look at the singles. Which is possible with like Def Leppard, maybe Crew, Bon Jovi, shit like that. That's amazing, dude. And it's really all, everything, all the successes of this album, initial successes of this album are from this song. Yeah. Um, it's one of those songs that's just... Let's let's be honest with each other. Ugh. Can you play something else? We all say that. Oh, my God. But it is an amazingly beautiful song. You can't knock it just because you've heard it a million times. You can't hate it because of that. The vocal harmonies are beautiful. The guitar playing is beautiful. Yes. The words, they're not cheesy. They're saying that, and and I honestly, words, I honestly just started almost crying right there. Okay. I think talking about the song more, more than words. We're saying, "I love you, you love me." Don't just say the words; do something. Show me you love me too, and that's what this song is about yeah. to me. Yep. Of saying it to someone else. So if I'm singing it to someone else, my daughter, my son, my wife, me, I, I you, I it, Rambo. It's show me more than words, Chris. Show me you just you can't just say the words to me. Show me you passionately that you love me too. And that's what you I know take what you song. don't have to say it because I already know. Yeah, yeah. And that's what this song is about. Listen to this right here. Listen to Gary. <sighs> the vocals are just and then killer. and then you know comes in and brings that extra feel to it, right? You got Gary singing. You got Nuno harmonizing or saying the same words. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. This song is super cheesy in a sense, but I love it, and I think there's a lot of good qualities to it. I don't. It's you know, overplayed. All the shit I just said about this song, I don't know if it's cheesy. I don't know. 
I don't know if it's cheesy. Okay. I really think it's heartfelt. Yeah, I think it's heartfelt too. And I don't think these guys knew they had. Well, I don't think they did either. I think they, they knew like, they had magic in a bottle, or was that how you, you lightning it? in a bottle? Lightning in a bottle till it was released. And then when this single came out, it didn't hit it right away. Nope. It needed some steam to get going from uh, video plays to the radios, because now they can play it on top forty. Now they that, can play it. Once you get that top forty crossover, yeah. forget about it. It's over, dude. And. There's a couple of the songs which we, we will get into that they kind of they wanted more than words again, and that's what the band didn't want to do on their next album. They didn't pull more than words out again. Listen to Gary right yeah, there. Yeah, I, I'm. You got me. This is a very heartfelt, beautiful, passionate song. I love it. It meant very much to me when I first heard it. You know, we love ballads. And hold on, you can hear me now. Perfect. And now, finished up. See, look at that art, artsy. <laughs> he had to go do some street performance right now. Yes. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful, guys. <laughs> Thank you for listening to that five minute and 34 minute version of More Than Words. Love Thank it. you for letting us talk over it. <laughs> But you know what? You know what? That's one thing is people just listen to that song and they're like, think it's just a ballad. That is you. Not to pound it to death. Show it. Don't just say it. Yeah. So, I, I love this song. All right, good. <laughs> I love this song. So, I mean, we talk about their stuff, but, you know, now, now you have what? God in money we trust? That's. Well, it's just like, what's it say on our dollar bill? Yeah. In God, God we, we trust. trust. Money. That's what this song is about. I want more money. The lyrics say it. Li watch them. It's like, I gonna do this, under that. No, I think I want more money. Money. I want the almighty dollar. That's all I want. And that's, you know, the late '90s, mostly '80s. Yeah. But this was kind of a tail end of it. You know, the grunge kind of killed the whole "I want money" kind of thing. Although I don't think it really did, because. Why would you sign to a record label to make millions of dollars? Um, it's all about money. Yeah. I need more money, a little more or, money. Or your music to the masses. I think yeah. that's what it is. Because, you know, you have independent record labels who can make a record and, and release it. But without, you have to put it out there for the masses to hear it. And, you know, oh, it's masses. Anyway, we won't get into that. But, yeah, you're right. I love the little chorus right there, right here. Oh, that's good, dude. I like that little, you know, money. And then Gary does his little rap. Then they say it again. I love that kind of back and see. But that's but that's back what and forth. It's like all of us, boom, Gary. Harmonies, Gary. I love that. But that's what we say about this band. Does that really well? And, and oh yeah, we said it oh, one on, of the best on the debut album. And we say it on the, this is yeah. Extreme has always been and one no of those tricks. bands. No tricks. There's no. It's not like. We, I talked about, I think it was on the last episode, about Def Leppard. This doesn't have all the tricks. You know, Def Leppard, Mutt Lang brought a lot out of them. They may have used a little bit of studio-ness. This is more like, this, yeah. is, this is us, legit. And I love it more. Obviously, you can tell it's not so washed out like Def Leppard can be at times. I love this song, dude. This is, this is one of those... Uh, listen to the full album Pleasant Surprises For me A gem A deep cut um, Buried treasure on here I love it dude and Right why, here Listen to that Why do you say buried treasure When you know it's part of Deep cut city This is Hashtag well, Deep cut city well, Big talk Podcast I love, with Chris Rick. I love, You know what I didn't bring my map Into the studio <laughs> and my, my street map dude I had to like Look for it I had my metal detector <laughs> Um, yeah, dude, I, this is one of those songs I think it's great, dude yeah. It's right after More Than Words it, it, So more, more Than Words is a really It's a great song It's heavy, though, on the yes. heart It's heavy on the mind yes. This pulls you out of that Yeah It pulls you out Whoever decided to put these songs back to back Was a genius Because I think this is 
Is it the best song of all time? That could have been after this note, but on this album, it's the best song they yeah. could have followed more than words. For sure, dude. For sure. I love it. Sounds good, man. I'm, I'm, I'm you ready. Not, you want to go? You yeah. want to skip it? Do a little bit. I'm ready all for right, the next let's one. Go. See, now we go into Nuno doing his thing. What are you doing, Nuno? I'm rocking. <laughs> hey, Nuno, what's up with you? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Nuno, what's up with you? I'm about ready, about ready to melt your face. Right? There we go. Um, See? It, listen and, to that tone, dude. That yes. tone is killer. And and you're not straight ahead rock, you're straight ahead. A little bit, little bit funky. No, there's still some funk on it. I think it's the beat. I think it's the okay. drums. Okay. I think it's the bass that's really lending the um, funk to it. The song is, uh, what number is this, dude? I'm totally lost uh, right now. Seven. Number seven, It. It's a monster. <laughs> yeah. I love it, dude. Yeah. Now, what do you think this song is about? Is it... I think it might be... I don't know if it's love or sex. Or something... It's a monster, like, it is something that drives your life. Oh, okay. This is the thing <laughs> that everybody is born with it. You're going to do it. Everybody wants it. I w- kind of a thing. It's I like, was going to say more your attitude because sometimes. Okay, you could also you, take it. Th- you have an I attitude, th- and your attitude is like, it's a monster because you, you brought it out in you. And, you know, like, I don't give I a think, fuck. I it's think, a monster. Yeah. It's, it's in me. Instead of putting me down, I'm gonna take your whips and blow them off and be like, it's a monster. I'm I, I'm in beast mode. Yes. If you want to say it that way. Actually, yes. I think that this is such a song that is lyrically open to interpretation. It can mean anything you want it to. Yeah. And you can take it to town. Take it to fucking town. Let's go. Great, great uh, vocals here. Love it. Let's talk a little bit about the album. I think we talked about uh, why don't why don't you go to the next song and then figure out what we're doing and then kind of go for the next. I already know what we're doing, dude. I'm already I'm like already like 20 episodes ahead. Porno graffiti. How dare you? This album was released August 7th, 1990. Yes. A&M Records. Let's go. Who produced it? Um, Michael Wagner and. Well, I have it here. I have Nuno Benicart. My my. Um, let me see. But yeah, he did uh, Summer Rain. Uh, I, oh yeah, producer on tracks nine and thirteen. Oh, okay, only on two. Okay, I thought it was a little more. Um, I love how you. I love it, dude. You you don't just let me just throw it out there. You like, hey, there's someone else you need to mention. I love it, dude. I love. We're calling each other out. I love it. When um, don't we do that? <laughs> I love it, dude. <laughs> uh, recorded Scream Studios, Studio Studio, California. Yeah. Um, Corland Studios in Hanson, Massachusetts. Peak position of this album was number 10. So it hit number 10, which is great. Number 10 for an album. Singles come and go, but a 10, you got to be selling some albums to get up. The top 10 is great. Here's where the surprise for me is. Two times platinum. Yes. I would have thought at least three. I actually would have maybe thought three and a half to four, really, with that huge single they had. Not only did they have, to have that huge single, but um, also the closing track on this album, Wholehearted, hit number four. And you would think between those two, we're hitting we're hitting three to four million, but two million. I don't know. But, uh, okay, because this came out, we'll, we'll say... It hit in. The, we're in the '90s already. Don't even say what I think you're gonna say. Are you saying that their sales got truncated by the release of grunge? No. Okay. No, 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 no. I I'm thought not that's what you're gonna. I'm say. not there yet. What I was saying was, okay, more than words came out. A lot of the single itself sold. So, as a single, as a CD single, as a cassette single, you think that ate into their record sales? That might have ate into the record sales. People who buy records not singles 
I get what you're saying. Yeah. There were people that heard that song that were not into a band like Extreme and bought the single because of the song, but didn't. they were listening to R&B, classical, country, all these other genres, Pop. and they weren't into Extreme. Correct. So they bought the single. It went to 500000 I'm not buying the album. It's the yeah. only song I want. Uh, you know, it's kind of like asking somebody, oh, do you know more than words? Oh, yeah, I like that song. I don't like the band. Like, I heard it. I know it. But I don't like the band. Name another song that they ever did. Yeah. Mm, I don't like know. Uh, I don't know. They should uh, make a song called I Don't Know. <laughs> yep. That's I the other one. I don't <laughs> know. No, that's Ozzy, dude. I don't know. Yeah, oh. I, I don't know. You know, I yeah. Or I only like this song because Rihanna sang it. Maybe that's what it Anyways, but that's how I feel on on that on the sales of the two million. Yep. You're right. You're, you got me doing my homework. Two million. I'm surprised. I thought three, if not four, because this album, and it came at more than one single. Yeah. Like you said, the last song, Wholehearted, number four. Why didn't that bring it up? Then I'll do that song, bring it up to two million? Or did that song just kind of add to it and stuff like yeah. that? This is track eight, Porno Graffiti. This is, you know what I take from this song? Like, obviously there's a lot of sexuality in this album. Everything I see is like, so it's a combination of two words. Porno, graffiti. I kind of feel like this is kind of like everywhere I look and everything I see is sex related. Okay. Sex sells, ads, billboards, everything is porno graffiti. It's all in my face and it's out there everywhere. That's really what I take. Like the meaning of this song, the okay. album is like everything's out there is sex, which a lot of it is. I mean, really. Yeah. Advertising is, is sexual. Yeah. However you want to look at it. You ready to go to the next song? Yeah, let's go to the next song. So, this is song nine. Um, when I first kissed you, I love it. I think it's good. Now, the piano, it 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 reminds me of a crooner, like Bing Crosby. Hold on a second. <sighs> Go ahead and keep going. I, just prepare, prepare for the disagree coming up. Okay, but it, it sound it. You know, Chris. They, maybe they want, because they did that on, on the first album, they said, let's do something a little different. And this came up with it. They came up with something yeah, like this. And it worked for them. It Gary's voice can do this. Because remember, we talked, he goes high, he goes low, he sings. Now he's crooning mm -hmm. on this kind of stuff. Um, That's all, dude. I'm going to have to agree and yet 100%, if I could go more, disagree. Okay. Um. One, the piano you brought up. I don't know what they chose. They must have chosen some electric synthesizer or something. They should have used a grand piano. Just like Tommy always said on Home Sweet Home when they recorded the original version, they should have used a grand piano, mm -hmm. which they never did. They re-recorded it in 91. They did. Terrible choice, whatever they used for the song. Secondly, I have nothing against this song. I love great standards. You know, Sinatra, Bing Crosby, Michael Bublé, all that stuff. This song 100% does not belong on this album. I don't know why they put it on here. It has no business being on here at all. I do not think it should have been on here. If you want to do, put it out somewhere else, go ahead. This is a, think about it. This is a rock band. This is not a song that most people want to hear okay. on here. They don't want to hear it. And I'll tell you this. When I went through and listened to these albums for homework, I skip it every time. I do not want to hear it for all those reasons. The piano is terrible and it does not belong on this album. I'm not saying it's a horrible song. It just does not belong here. It belongs somewhere else okay so uh, you're saying maybe if gary made a solo album yes this could have been on gary's solo album did he make a solo album you said uh, uh, maybe i'm uh, gonna say no all right if he now, made a solo album that's where this goes this is you know what this is this is a side project okay that, that shouldn't have been okay. here. but can i tell you something chris yeah you're gonna you're if gonna... you don't like what you see here get the funk out and you just said that with this song yeah right you don't like it what we see here, because we're producing it, we're giving it to you. Get the fuck out. Yeah. You know, so, so, so let's make this album one song shorter. 
This okay. song needs to get the funk out. <laughs> I go like this song needs to get the funk out. <laughs> Change, dude. After I hear the whole thing, I'm changing it. Okay, I I love this song too. Yeah. And this song, dude, I've sat here and battled what this song meant. The song is called Susie, and then in like the like the, the, the sub the yeah. subtitle. Once her all day, what? And you don't really, the, lyric, the, the title of the song looks funny. You're like, I don't get what that means. And then you hear the way they sing it and, and you kind of hear what's going on. It's almost like a conversation between two people, the, the chorus. Um, this kind of is like, in a t- this reminds me, or I think the song is about a time, early 90s, late 80s, where the fact that a woman might be gay was not, as socially acceptable as it should be. Susie wants her all day. This is how they sing it. Susie wants her all day long. What? I thought she wanted me, or I thought she was straight, or I thought she was in the guys. See, but see here, listen to the chorus. See, that's what that's what Su- I think that song's about. Susie wants her all-day sucker? Yeah. Like, you're the sucker. Oh. God, okay. Okay. I took literally, like, a candy. Like, I want to sucker candy all day long. All right, all right. You're all right. so naive, Greg. Don't worry, Greg. You'll eventually I'll grow up be one released day. into society. <laughs> <laughs> but I love this song, dude. I, I love the... Um, it's almost like it's got a little bit of social consciousness to it. Okay. Like, an extreme, I mean, they were never out there in the forefront saying, like, we're fighting for these rights, but they're acknowledging reality. And at this point in music, if people are like, acknowledging what's really going on, that's a huge step. Because there were a lot of bands that didn't give a fuck about what was going really going on. They were in their own worlds, and society didn't care. So if you can interject yourselves to, like, hey, there's so, lesbians in the world. So, uh, <laughs> just to let you know, FYI, I'll tell you this much: from a song like "Teacher's Pet," which we talked about on the on the debut album, to a song like "Susie Wants Her All Day Sucker," what? Um, the lyrics are different. Yeah, the lyrics are makes you think. The lyrics are so the mother. I don't want to go to school today. Like I said, those cheesy, childish. Lyrics? Listen to though, but dude, this one—it's but still extreme. Listen to this. This over here is, is still extreme, but they're doing—they're doing a little different. Like they said, sometimes you gotta twist songs, you gotta twist lyrics to make you think. Yeah, and this is what one yeah. of I think it's great. Yeah, so, I and think like you it's said, great. With headphones again, I'm hearing some horns. So they do play horn heavy on this album. Yeah. I which, hear horns. I hear synthesizers. Yeah. I hear a lot of things. All right, next song. Let's go. Yeah, it's been the next song. This song is Um, called He Man Woman Hater. You know what I always thought every time I played this song? Marry your children. Really? Well, because Al had, uh, you know, no ma'am type of, you know, you know, men against masculine Amazon, whatever the the no ma'am was. It kind of reminds me of that kind of stuff. But hearing this, dude, you could just hear Nuno. Nuno's, you know, just, what are you doing? I'm jamming. No? And I got, I got some things I want to say about this song, but I need everybody to kind of listen to, like, before. I don't want to talk over it, what, what I'm saying. I want everybody to hear it, and then I'm going to talk about it. So you got this intro. It's called uh, Flight of the Wounded Bumblebee. It's kind of a playoff of Flight of the Bumblebee. Very fast, you know, like the song. Who wrote it? Beethoven? Mozart? I don't even know. You Google got me, it. buddy. Google it, Greg. But listen to that. Uh, so, I went down here and I looked and I was like, oh, Dweezil Zappa. An, an, an additional artist on this song. He played the... Oh. Hold on. No, no. You're thinking the same thing I thought. And we were both wrong. Both wrong. It says, intro, outro, lead guitar on He-Man, Woman Hater. I'm like, wow, dude. 
That's a fucking killer ass solo that he played at the beginning of that song. This, I'm thinking he played this. He didn't play this. That's Nuno. Okay? Hold on. This is still Nuno. They're going to play some of this, like the, the guitar. When you hear the other background in the back, another guitar playing here in a second, that's Dweezil Zappa. I think it's after these last two bars. You'll hear it. it's like a sustained guitar right here. Hear that in the back? Oh, yeah. That's Dweezil Zappa. And I was like, oh, that, yes. Like that guitar solo yeah, going yeah, on yeah. in the background? I always thought it was, like I read it and I go, wow, dude. Why would Nuno let somebody like outdo him like that? You know what I mean? Like that, but it wasn't. It was this other, and then he does in the little outro at the, at the end. And I'm going to tell you this. Oh, I, I The whole time, up until about an hour before I saw you today, I thought that. And then I was like, I got to Google this shit. And I found a video that explained the whole thing because he knew someone that was like Nuno's manager and all this stuff and said, well, and a lot of people thought that that's what he played, but it was just that little solo behind because they know each other. And so well, they, but played, that's they played with each so other. So this album was recorded here in Studio City, California, yeah. very close to where we are in North Hollywood. I could see that because I know Dweezil I lives. I can throw in, a in, rock in. and hit Studio City. <laughs> yes, you can. Don't throw no rocks. But I, I know Dweezil lives in L.A., so I could see, hey, somehow him being involved. Yeah, and they're like buddies. I guess Nuno's played on albums with him and stuff, so they've done some back and forth. But I was like, man, he, Dweezil played that intro? And I was like, no, Nuno plays that whole intro. Dweezil plays a little, like, I think it's like little, like, eight-bar, little solo. Yeah. The beginning, little, that little background stuff. Yeah. So I was like, I feel way better. I was about to have a heart attack. Like, oh, my God. Nuno, you know what he got played on your own album. Nice. What do you think about this song? I don't hate it. Yeah, it's good, dude. I don't hate it. It's here's the funny thing about this song. It's not the best song on the album. No. But it has. They've taken all of the best elements of Extreme and really just sure jammed them in and turned them all up. Yes. The guitar solo is amazing. Listen to this. Nuno with this crunch. The harmonies. It's all harmonies. Yes. Everything that you want of an extreme is right here. Now we're going to solo it out. Shit fucking is badass, dude. It is. It is definitely badass. Isn't that? Are, are you trying to win me over? Jesus. Are you kidding me with this? You're trying to win me over. Nuno, fuck off. Nuno, fuck off. <laughs> you kidding me with this shit? Oh, dude. Yeah. Great. Ex ex exciting. I just can't yeah. get enough of this, dude. That's fucking just killer, dude. I don't know, dude. Fucking Paul and Pat, they're killing it on the fucking bass, on the drums, dude. It's... It's a, it's a, it's a fucking it, good, dude. It's, it's like this, dude. It's a fucking band like this, dude. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. You want to bring me to the next song? Yeah, dude. Let's go. All right. I think we're gonna say the same things about the song. I really do. Okay, I'll let you go first because I, I'm. I love this song. I love this song. Okay. <laughs> so we were gonna say the same thing. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna lie, man. You got me on this. You were scared I was gonna be like, oh, I don't know. No, no, no. Sometimes you got some crazy shit. I in will your tell mind you this, dude. That, that I don't. You. I don't necessarily like the way it starts. This little like beginning part. Okay. But dude, when they, I know. Dude, from this point on, yes. If you told me honestly, this is the best song on the album, and you had a good argument for it, I might be like, yes. I mean, it, it could be. I mean, yes, More Than Words is on here, and I'm still saying that. Dude, this song yeah. is amazing. Right. You're right about that. Dude, it, uh, it, it took... it, And it doesn't what, hit what, you right away. No, it doesn't. It, it takes a couple listens for you to recognize its greatness. Yes. Listen to this. That's it. Here we go. Here come the harmonies. song for you. A song for me. And that's the whole band, like, or, or Pat singing, and Gary, and, and Nuno. 
Beautiful. Beautiful. Yes, this, I love this song. This song, I think, is, is definitely one of those hidden gems where... This is a hidden gem in the album. Yes. Not even close. Very beautiful. It, it has emotional singing love, saying, you know, a song for love, song for you, song for me, a song for love. And I think it's great. I got to tell you a story. Can stuff. I tell you a story? You can tell me a story. So I was at work the other day, uh, yesterday, and... God, I can't remember who it was. They came up to him and they said, what song is on your mind right now? Sing it. I sang this song. Oh, no way. That's cool. I was like, song for you and a song. All. I started singing the song and they go, that's not what I thought you were going to say. And they walked away. And I was like, that's, what's all, that's what I've been singing all day. Now, now, did they ask what it was? No. Oh, he was, was like, I go, oh. I've, been, I've been listening for research. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't care. I thought you were going to say living on a prayer. Yeah, I don't know what they thought I was going to say. I was like, there's a song that was running through my head the whole day. You got that earworm, man. Yeah. So like, the, the, this is, the next song is definitely an earworm for me, but I, I do love this song. So this is on the top more of a I love how they do the boom, 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 boom. Like, the, just cadence. Then they break it down right here. This is just great songwriting, great production, great playing. Nobody's overplaying anybody. No, no one's trying to be better than anybody. This is no. this is a band and a group. This is like a fucking monster coming after you to play off awards on their song. This is a monster. Are you surprised they didn't release it as a single? They did. They did release it as a single in UK only. Okay. Um, I have it here in my notes. Um, they actually, and I didn't know this till today, I was doing some hardcore, they actually released a music video for this. Oh, no way. And it took me searches to find it. They did actually release a video for this, and they released it as a single in the UK only, and it hit number 12. Wow. It was the, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, fifth single. Do you think they did that because they were doing like a tour? We're going to go like, over there? Like, we're going to go over uh, there. We've done U.S., we've done Canada, we've done some South and Central America, some maybe some Japan. Ah, Japan. Yeah. And now let's go over to Europe. Yeah. Probably. Probably. Like, hey, we're, we got one more leg. Stretch it out. Like, let's, yeah. let's sing something else. Or let's see what something else. Something new. Just something for that. I love this song, dude. You ready to go to the last song? Yes. love this so much i love the song is good the video is the worst okay. remember the video when they're on the street like on the porch like yeah hey but but you know it, it could have been chris like hey we're on tour we got a day off let's uh, let's record a video and they got two cameras three cameras yeah the road crew and just say hey follow us and we're gonna i'm gonna pull a good i'm gonna pull the guitar out and we're gonna say i was can i can i say something i don't think this is the best song to end the album with and actually, I don't think with Song for Love into this, I think Song for Love should have maybe been pushed a little bit towards the beginning of the album, maybe a song or two. Wholehearted, it's okay following this. But I would have liked, honestly, um, either Money or uh, When I'm President as a closing song. I think those would have been a better Stronger closing song. Because right. you kind of want that like, oh yeah, I'm going to come back for more. However, this did hit number four. So maybe this was the right choice, and we have no business talking about what yeah. we're talking about. And, and we talk about how Morning Words had Gary and Nuno singing to each other, and I love this. Like something like John and Richie, you know, there's that back Gary and singing, forth. and they're yeah. back and forth. It's almost so like that's it, why I love it's this It's a song. wanted dead or alive situation. You know, they're singing and back and forth. I got you guys. Did you guys know that there was a fifth mem member of Extreme? His yeah, name's Greg. <laughs> I hit mandolin. <laughs> Dude, this just shows how the versatility. Nuno, just give him an instrument. Here, play this. Oh, right. Play it, and he'll figure it out. I I do like this because it, it's a little twangy. Yeah. He's not just playing it like more than words. He's a little like I'm gonna give a little twang here and there. 
，来讲哈。It's it's this one song. The more you hear it, the more you like it. It's fun. It's bright. It's fun. Just don't end the album with it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They did, so I'm gonna say it works for me. Okay. Maybe not the strongest thing, but the song is definitely a song that I love. So I'm I'm pretty happy with the way it, it is. And at what I, you know, I'll tell you this much. I could have thought this album could have this song could have been on the next album if they were betting on the band for like a hey, give us another more than words. Give Maybe, us, yeah. Give us another more than words. But would this song been as good if it didn't follow more than words? Would have been as popular? Because more than words, stratosphered them. Would it have been as big? I don't know. No, I don't know. That's a question for another day. But I will tell you this: you know where you can find us? Where? Big Talk Podcast. I just messed it up. Yeah. At Big Talk CG Podcast on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. Search up the Big Talk Podcast with Chris and Greg. What do you got to say? Thank you for listening to Extreme Two Pornography. Pornography. This is Greg from the Big Talk Podcast with Chris and Greg. See ya.